Pardon the eruption, but I'm Pablo Torre, and Tony, hosting with you is something special. I'm Tony Kornheiser, thank you, Pablo, and hosting with you is something. Ah, okay. No, no adjective. I, I'm told you're you're one of the greatest writers of all time, and something fill in the blank. Something that's 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 it. Something that's it. An adverb. You know, come on, that was a big hit Maybe. for George Harrison. Something in the way she moves. <laughs> come on now. Something. Stop. Welcome to PTI, a, boys what and a girls. Spin. We're on tapped out today. Here to do his work is our great friend, the host of the Pablo Torre Finds Out podcast, Mr. Pablo Torre. Some pretty good cheering. And we begin today with the Washington football team hiring Dallas defensive coordinator Dan Quinn as their head coach, leaving Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, and Mike Vrabel officially without head coaching jobs for next season. Pablo, do you like this hire by Washington? I don't. And I get what Josh Harris, the new owner of the Washington Commanders, is trying to do, I suppose. He wants to find a forever coach, Tony. Um, I guess that's the reason why you don't hire the greatest coach of all time. But to me, it's overthinking it. Like Dan Quinn, yes, good defensive coordinator. Cowboys, good with him. Um, He's better with Kyle Shanahan, generally speaking, um, running the offense. But I would have hired Belichick. It's weird that I get to be the guy to take advantage of the market inefficiency that is, again, the greatest coach we've ever seen. I just feel like there's a little bit of the Brady thing happening, where for some reason it wasn't obvious that when that guy's a free agent, some team who wants to win that year might benefit from getting him in their building. Belichick, to me, despite all of the baggage, and there is badge, there's the baggage we can talk about, he just feels like a layup to me for that specific desperate franchise. Yeah, so that is my local team. And I've just spent the last four years watching a very dull team with Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera's record during that period of time, 26-40-1. Ron Rivera, defensive coach. Uh, Dan Quinn, defensive coach. Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel, defensive coaches. I, you know, I, I don't think they need a defensive coach coming out of the mm. last four years, and I'm wondering if the new owners in Washington are not aware of this record. I mean, Dan Quinn's defense at Dallas, people praise it. They just gave up to essentially a rookie quarterback in a playoff game, 48 points, 48 points. Were the new owners in Washington in America when that happened? Were they in America when Dan Quinn's Atlanta team in the Super Bowl, that defense gave up 31 points in the second half and the overtime in the greatest comeback ever. And Dan Quinn's team did not win that game. Yes, You know, to me, this is an uninspired hire. Uh, Dan Quinn's record, I believe, is something like 43 and 42 as a head coach. Mike Vrabel's is something like 54 and 45 as a head coach. I I mean, no, I'm, I'm not enthusiastic. No, I'm not. And I should say, look, in fairness, right, I'm not the first choice on today's show. I get it. This team seemed to want Ben Johnson, the OC for the Lions. They wanted offense. They couldn't get him. Ben Johnson said to them while they were en route to Detroit, actually, I'm going to stay. Bobby Slowick as well. They interviewed Bobby Slowick as well. Uh, My my point on this, Pablo, is that they should have hired an offensive guy. Okay? They got to draft a quarterback. They've got to develop a quarterback. They don't need to know how to do the deep three zone. 
And they should have drafted one of those, not drafted, they should have signed one of them. Both those guys said no, they were staying where they were. The indication to me is they don't think the Washington job's a good job. They don't. Well, speaking of jobs that may not be that good, let's talk about the Jets and the dysfunction therein, Tony, because the Athletic has spoken to 30 sources in and around the team and what they discovered among other things, was that the defense was frustrated with the offense. Offensive players were frustrated with coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. And Zach Wilson barely heard from Aaron Rodgers for much of the season. So there's a lot here. But what is your biggest takeaway, Tony, from this report? So my biggest takeaway is something that I know that you would expect me to say, and that is the personal, self-contained waterfall of drama that is Aaron Rodgers and his pervasive influence on this team even though he didn't play. And everybody wondered, you know, does he like me? Does he not like me? Is he helping? Is he hurting? Um, it, it, it's just he's, he's a fountain of drama wherever he goes, even though he did not play. You, you look at this. Look at Green Bay this year. They got in the playoffs and they won a playoff game. They had all the same people, yep. basically, except Aaron Rodgers. Was there drama there? There wasn't. And having said everything that I've just said to you, I believe that if Aaron Rodgers had played, the Jets would have made the playoffs and all of this stuff would simply be background noise. Well, that's my takeaway, um, put most simply, which is when Aaron Rodgers is not one of the greatest quarterbacks in the sport and potentially, um, preferably, of all time, he's kind of not worth it. He's not really fun to have around. Everything you talk about when it comes to building a culture, we have this report that just testifies to the idea that whatever culture is for normal teams, Aaron Rodgers tends to destroy that. And I'm not here to weep on behalf of Zach Wilson for being ghosted by the big brother that never was. Yeah. But I am here to point out that what Aaron Rodgers brings you when it comes to the soft factors of what it means to manage people. And in this report, it is claimed that, in fact, he was the shadow general manager. Joe Douglas was really the yeah, assistant yeah. general manager. Yeah. When you give power, Tony, forget culture as the euphemism. Talk about power. When that guy gets power, he doesn't do good things with it. And that's the issue with that guy. So there's other stuff in here as well. I mean, it points out that um, Nathaniel Hackett is pretty much the bozo that Sean Payton thought he was. And it points out yeah. that Robert Sala is a leader in name only and is paranoid and is dependent upon Aaron Rodgers completely. I, I don't want to knock him. Look, I've been, been on the show a thousand times saying I like Aaron Rodgers personally, and, and I do. Um, he likes to talk, and he likes the stage, and so do I. You know, I mean, I'm doing this show. <laughs> the difference is he didn't have a job this year. He couldn't get out on the field, so he couldn't deflect any of these things. I mean, you know, yeah. and then and we ended up with – Conspiracy theories about vaccines. Let's move to the NBA. Uh, yes. The New York Knicks go for their ninth straight win tonight at home against Indiana. And Philadelphia faces at least this one game tonight in Utah without Joel Embiid, who will rest his bad knee. Pablo, these are your teams. The Knicks of your youth, the 76ers of your sports writing career. In which yeah. team do you have more confidence now? I would not have uh, anticipated saying this at any point in the last 50 years, really. Um, but give me the Knicks. And, Tony, uh, I feel even kind of— Even with Randall so, out? Even with Randall out for a couple weeks. Um, and it's because of Embiid. Yeah. And I say this um, knowing how much you like to delight in a guy who likes to talk in this case, um, being brought low by the frailty of the human meat sack that is his body. But the dude cannot yeah, yeah. stay on the court. 
And the, the whole thing no. about you find him today because they didn't put him on the injury report against the Nuggets, but then he collapsed to the ground when he played against the Warriors the very next game. All I take from that is that I should not invest my happiness with that guy despite my desire to. And so I feel like an insane person fogging up the glass, watching my childhood team and yours being the second yeah. best team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would point out, Pablo, that my youth, which is much before your youth, uh, the New York Knicks were the greatest collection of passers and shooters ever assembled. You know, Bradley and DeBusher and Reed and Frazier and Monroe. And this thing just sort of seems like an artist's rendering to me. I share your, your problem with Embiid. And I don't, I mean, you know, don't put him out there until after the All-Star break. Don't do it. I, I mean, don't worry about his MVP. It's a trinket. Don't worry about the 65-game bar. It's artificial. Don't get him hurt because if you don't have him in May and June, you have no chance, zero chance. you got to put him on a pitch count. you got to limit him probably yeah, for the rest of the year, but true. I would never put him out until after the All-Star break, right? I wouldn't do it. Yeah, no, it's, it's the same question. Will he be there at the end? And meanwhile, by the way, shout-out to Jalen Brunson. I want to say his name out loud here for being so much more than I ever thought. I thought he was like a Honda Civic of a point guard, reliable, good, safe. He is an well, all-NBA player. Will Bond loves him. And, and he should. And he him. should. And he yeah, should. Yeah, does, does. Let's take a break. Coming up, why are so many top 10 college teams losing on the road to unranked opponents? We are going to ask Jay Billis. And we'll also ask him whether UConn is clearly the best team in the country. Now, at some point, Pablo, I'm... Embiid is like seven foot eight and weighs 300 pounds and he's on the ground all the time. Your body can't take these things. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action, live and in person, with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. We've barely talked college hoops this season, so let's get tutored from our great friend and my fellow attorney, Mr. Jay Billis, wearing a Caitlin Clark jersey, though likely not hers since Jay is 6'8". We'll start with this. The UConn Huskies are defending champions. They are ranked number one in the country. In your mind, are they clearly the best team in the country? 
Yes, uh, and they're trending upward. I think UConn's actually getting better as the number one team. Uh, from the beginning of the season, Tony and Pablo, I think they've had the best offense or one of the best offenses. It's really well-conceived, and all their cuts go to the ball or to the basket, and it's multiple multiple action plays that they run that are really difficult to defend because they've got so many skilled players, including two really good big guys. They don't have the same low post threat that they had last year in Adama Sonogo. And I don't think early on their defense was, was number one good. You know, they had kind of a top 30 defense, but it's trending toward a top 10 defense. They get their defense top 10 good. Uh, they're they're going to be, uh, uh, I think, the most likely team uh, to repeat that we've had, obviously, since Florida did it in 06, 07. They're legit and, uh, and they're tough. Uh, just the games that they've won in the last week or two weeks, they've had to really tough it out in a, in a very difficult Big East. And last year, that's what they did. Every game that they lost last year was a non-Big East, or, or excuse me, was a Big East only game. They won all their non-conference games. And that's the way this year is looking as well. Jay, you used the phrase just then, top 10 good, that I want to actually follow up on because the top 10 has been 25 and 29 on the road against unranked opponents. That's a top 10 in the country. So can you explain this? Why is this happening? I don't know, Pablo. It's been one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Now, part of it is when I said top 10 good with regard to UConn, I'm talking about the on-court analytic performance where their offense and defense uh, and, and their individual performances rank versus the rest of the country versus what the polls say. So th there have been some games that have been anomalies that we've seen where you're going a, a top 10 team loses to a team on the road that they, they in years past, shouldn't lose to or, or you didn't see them lose to. Uh, a few games this year that are in that group, like, like we say, hey, uh, Marquette ranked in the top 10, lost to an unranked Wisconsin. Well, come on, right. man. They lost at Wisconsin, which is a really difficult place to play. And Wisconsin's number six in the country now. Um, they've been really good all year long, but they catch them at a time where they lost a couple games. They got blown out at Arizona, all that stuff. Uh, so those are kind of uh, weird inclusions into it. But I, I can't remember a year, Pablo and Tony, where it's been this difficult to win a road game for really good teams. And I think it's because we don't have as many knockout punch good teams at the top that we've had in the past. And we've got greater depth of good teams than I can remember. And I think part of that, honestly, is the transfer portal. The transfer portal has done a, done a really good job of spreading talent around. And we've seen a lot of – there are a lot of really good players on top 10 teams that were really good players at mid-majors, like Antonio Reeves at, at Kentucky. Uh, years past, most people would have never heard of him when he played at Illinois State or Max Aceman at Oral Roberts now at Texas – now those guys are performing at that same level on the big stage and helping big shots win. Uh, and in years past, we never got, got the chance to see them do that. Yeah, thinking about the big stage and thinking about the jersey you're wearing, women's basketball does not have the problem I want to ask you about, which is who are the marquee names and faces right now in, in the men's game, Jay? And if I were to appoint you, you know, uh, commissioner of this whole thing, what fixes even are there to address the issue of star power? I don't think that's a problem because that's a year-to-year -year thing. We weren't asking that question when Zion Williamson was at Duke. Uh, we have one of those years where the high school class that came in was not as, as star-loaded as we've had in the past. It's just one of those years. It happens from year to year. 
there are still star players out there, but nobody's anticipating a blockbuster draft in the 2024 NBA draft. That includes players from overseas. It includes players from, from the U.S. Uh, it's just not one of those years. You know, last year we had Wembanyama, and, and the numbers were off the charts for, for draft viewing. We're not headed toward that kind of year this year. It's just one of those years. But we've also got some of the top players are big guys. And for some reason, and I find it discriminatory, frankly, <laughs> as, a, as a person who's larger than normal, you know, Zach Eady doesn't sell a lot of shoes. But, yep. but he's about to do something that hasn't been done since Ralph Sampson did it in the, in the early 80s. He's going to be a back-to-back -back national player of the year. And, and his, his efficiency numbers are, are literally off the charts. We haven't seen this kind of performance in decades. But it doesn't, it doesn't seem like because he's 7'4", if he were 5'4", he were we'd be fawning all over him. But he's 7'4", and we go, hey, he's just big. He's not just big. He's really, really good. But it doesn't seem to resonate with people like, uh, like a, a smaller player would. We'll get you out of here on this, and we'll ask for a very quick answer because I'm going to read a bunch of games that are taking place on Saturday. Top 25 matchups. Houston and Kansas, Duke, I think you're familiar with them, UNC, Tennessee, Kentucky, Iowa State, Baylor. Which of those games quickly intrigues you the most? Duke, North Carolina. They're both ranked in the top seven. Uh, they're different teams than we've seen in the past. Carolina's playing really high-level defense, and they've got a superstar in R.J. Davis who's having a first-team All-America season. And uh, but but it's going to be lower scoring, perhaps, than we're used to. We're, we're used to that being a game played in the 80s or 90s. I think it's more likely to be played in the 60s or 70s. But there, there's no rivalry that matches Duke Carolina, including the, the you know, the Yankees, Red Sox, uh, Ohio State, Michigan. Nothing matches this with the championships won and, you know, the high level play. It, 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 this thing always delivers. and It's going to deliver again on Saturday night. You renewed my faith in the world when you picked Duke in North Carolina. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, guys. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Lewis Hamilton makes a big move in Formula One. And how should we feel about Anthony Davis, another big guy, and LeBron James missing tonight's game between the Lakers and the Celtics? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Happy time, people. Happy 84th birthday tomorrow, Wayne Fonts. Fonts was the coach of the Detroit Lions for nine seasons between 1988 and 1996. His career record was 66 and 67. That's the most games, most wins, and most losses of any Lions coach ever. Fonts was never a head coach anywhere else in the NFL. Throughout this season, people looked at the Lions with joy. Their success after so many lean years made people happy. Dan Campbell made people happy. The Lions became a sentimental favorite because every single story referred to the fact that they had not won a playoff game since 1992. Well, Wayne Fonts won that playoff game, so happy birthday. 
this is how I find out who Wayne Fonts is. Did not know that. I've been confused largely by Dan Campbell being the face of math in America. So excuse me for taking a bit to get to that story. Happy anniversary, Tom Brady. On this day last year at 45, Brady announced on social media that he was retiring, quote, for good. Exactly one year earlier, Brady also announced he was retiring. But 40 days after that announcement, Brady returned to the Tampa Bay Bucks. This time, he filed retirement papers with the NFL and NFLPA, making him eligible for the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2028. You think he'll get in, maybe? At the Patriots' opening game this season, Brady returned to Gillette Stadium, the scene of his most numerous achievements, and the team honored him at halftime. Next season, Brady will take over as head analyst on Fox. Look, Greg Olson is tremendous, Tony, but I want to give a compliment to both Rodgers and Brady here. They're the type of good where I just want to know what they have to say about football. Football stuff? I want to hear everything they think specifically. Happy trails to Mercedes for Lewis Hamilton, the seven-time world champion and the driver with the most Formula One wins in history, has left Mercedes for Ferrari, a titanic move in F1. Hamilton will replace driver Carlos Sainz for the 2025 season. Hamilton, 39, has driven for Mercedes since 2013. Before that, he was with McLaren, where he won one title, the other six coming with Mercedes. Ferrari is historically the most successful team in F1, and Hamilton the most successful driver, though in recent years he has been overshadowed a bit by Red Bull driver Max, Max Verstappen. Look, I'm not an F1 expert, obviously, but this sort of feels like if Michael Jordan had left the Bulls for the Celtics. If Michael Jordan had announced it before the season. That's the crazy part. Carlos Sainz is over there like a dead man walking. And meanwhile, we're going to watch these guys drive for their current employers, knowing that's all going to change at the end of the year. Crazy, crazy stuff in that sport. Have you watched Have you watched the series? I haven't watched it, the documentary series. Everybody says it's great. Drive to survive. I have not watched yeah, it's it. it's good. That's good. I'm not surprised. Okay, good. that's good to know. Let's go to the big finish. Al Nasser beat Lionel Messi and into Miami 6-0, or nil as they say. Are you surprised? More than that, I'm indifferent. Ronaldo didn't play. That was the whole point. Messi was benched to start the game, which is just, why did we do this? Caitlin Clark, meanwhile, moved into second place in the NCAA women's all-time scoring list. Are you impressed? She had 35 against Northwestern. Anytime you go for 35 against Northwestern, everybody's happy here except for Wilbon. She's going to pass Kelsey Plum. I wonder if she autographed Jay Billis's jersey. The Ravens elevated inside linebackers coach Zach Orr to their defensive coordinator job. Is that a good fit? I think so. He's an all-pro linebacker with this team. He knows them. He's been good at his job. Jeff Halfley, meanwhile, left a head coaching job at Boston College to become defensive coordinator for the Packers. Does that make sense? It makes sense if you don't want to be a college head coach. If you want to be a head coach in the NFL, this would be the path. The hot coordinators move up and, and they get jobs. Yeah, last one. Anthony Davis and LeBron are out for the Lakers and the Celtics tonight. Your thoughts? It is the Angelo Russell time is my main thought hearing that news, unfortunately. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser, and here's my new sign. Oh, yes, and I'm Pablo Torre. Thank you for watching. Pablo Torre finds out is the show available everywhere. But for now, your Sports Center. It's a better sign than I've got. Good sign. Wow.